This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. We throw wide the doors to the locker room. We are excited. It's just a great day. Got a little bit of sunshine peeking in. I am all fired up about it. You know, we're, we're every morning is such a blessing. And I'm sitting here and I'm enjoying myself because uh, I know that this is another great day of great stuff coming up. And one of the great things coming up is the fact that running back Najee Harris, Najee Harris, dead gumming, I got to get that right. I've been doing that wrong. But Najee Harris uh, continues to show why the Steelers drafted him in the first round. Yeah, he is the offensive NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for October, which uh, includes games four from weeks four through eight. So four games. So during that four-game stretch, Najee had 88 carries for 356 yards, a four-yard average, and three touchdowns. And he also added 17 receptions, 124 yards, and a touchdown. And I, I got to tell you something, you know, this young man, just watching him operate as he's gotten better over and over the years, uh, I'm, over and over the years, over and over the weeks, um, has been something that um, I truly am appreciative of. And uh, I will say, Max, if you take a look at what Najee has accomplished over the past month, um, he's really started to show why he is that first rounder, why he's uh, so so capable of even more production and what we've seen thus far. Well, yeah, definitely, Wolf. I mean, yeah, I mean, think about this. He has he has transformed into into a true running back for us because you look at the like you said, you look at the last month of production alone, right? The eighty plus carries, right? That's those are running back type of numbers. Whereas you look at at the beginning of the season. It was kind of split with receptions versus carries. And he was more of an offensive weapon, so to speak. We didn't really know what he was. We just knew we needed to get the ball in his hands. Exactly and, so. And he's matured. And he's matured now. So, no, it, it's it's a great progression. It's a fun progression. And I think he still has more in the tank. I mean, you know, he has an ability, now a comfort level with this offensive line to start to do even more dynamic things, and the, the trust is now there. I think between the O-line, the offensive coordinator, and Najee, Najee being trusted, it now has a nice balance to it. You know, you look at it, he's got 356 rushing yards during this month. He's ranked fifth overall in the NFL. Uh, 480 scrimmage yards, ranked eighth. And he led all rookies in total touchdowns, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns. Or he was tied in the rushing touchdown in October. But the point is, he's getting better every week. You know, and as that offensive line, who is equally inexperienced in many ways, when you look at it, as they get better, uh, this guy's getting better. And it's just a symbiotic relationship, which it always is, between the running backs and the offensive line. But one of the things that I, I remember most about in Cleveland was again, I've talked about it, but I got to reiterate it again. We see his power, we see his speed, they pitch it. Anybody can run to the corner, you know, anybody can run straight ahead. But when you start to see a guy, when I got a glimpse of the end zone um, look at it, and he waited on a double team and he played peekaboo with that inside linebacker. Get that linebacker to plug A, gap A, you go to B, or get him to plug B, you go to A. And that was the first time I really got a glimpse of him 
motoring it down, giving a little, uh, you know, a heartbeat shuffle where you're just burning a little time and then zooming it into another gap. And it was all about a five-yard gain and just his vision and his, you know, learning the game. And that's what I'm excited about because he's got all the physical attributes. Get Zooks, man. Is there anything that God left out on that young man? I don't think so. All right? You know, I mean, the, the guy's got the speed, the power, the strength, all the genetics that you need. God has blessed him greatly, and he used him greatly in his in whatever, you know, format that he's in, whether running or, or catching the ball. But to see him use that little, okay, check it down, jump, cut, boom, and then go, that was really fun to watch. Yeah, and I think, and I think also the other fun thing is is that you know, there's four rookies starting on our offense. Well, <laughs> How many? Let's count them. Four. One. Two. two. I feel like, you know what? I feel like I need to do Sesame Street. Yes. One. Ah, the ah, count. Ah. Yes, the two. count. Ah, ah, ah. Three. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Very good. I was thinking the same thing. I couldn't quite remember what he said, though. You know, it would be ah, yeah, ah, yeah. ah. That's the part I didn't get. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but I th- I, I, but and th- that's what's amazing to me because you look across the league Nobody's doing that. I mean, you might do it. Maybe some guys do it in some parts of their defense. But starting four rookies at your center left tackle. Oof. One, two, oh, let's say this again. Center and left tackle. You're starting rookies. Right. Your starting right. tight end is a rookie. And your starting running back is a rookie. And we are above 500. Good point by you. You know, I mean, it, I, yes, it is really. That's yeah. you know, I I just I just you know love the fact that um, with Najee, and there's a lot of people. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but talking about the fact that he's you know got so many touches coming up, and is there a correlation with Derrick Henry and his on pace to have 500 touches, um, getting a foot injury and blah blah blah, and you know again we can talk about this until we're blue in the face. You know as well as I do. Um, whether it's one play or 100 plays, whether it's uh, five touches or 500 touches, um, the possibility of injury always exists. It's just one of those things that is inherent in this game, and that's why they pay you so much, is it not? That is correct. High risk, high reward. There you uh, go. Because, listen, you could hurt your foot stepping off a sidewalk the wrong way. I've done and it. And not being paid anything. <laughs> You're Oops. supposed to admit those type of things, Wolf. <laughs> it was, and it was solely due to, to sheer lack of athletic talent at the moment. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so you're saying you were distracted is what you're telling me. <laughs> the funniest, I'll tell you this right now, it's a funny story. Uh, a couple of years ago, Tunch was crossing the street and he tripped and he rolled up. And I only laugh about it now because it, it ended well, but he cracked a rib, right? He calls me, he goes to the hospital, right? And the doctor yeah. hits him up with a little bit of painkiller, right? And he calls me up and he goes, wow, I haven't felt this way since back in the day. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and he goes, you'll never believe who my doctor was. I said, who was? He goes, Dr. Wolf. <laughs> it was his uh, doctor. Wherever hospital they went to, his wife, Karen, took him to the hospital. And, he went to, and his doctor was Dr. Wolf. He goes, I can't get away from you, can I? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! I, I thought I thought maybe you set up like some type of like you know backdoor operation where he's like, oh no no no, bring him to the clinic. No, I have a clinic. No, 
You come out. You come out. And you have. You have, you have like the old school, like little eye thing that's like silver over your yes, eye. It's like exactly. Doc, Doc, you're not checking my eyes. No, I know. I really. I need this. I need this to see what I'm doing. We. I will tell. I got to. You got me on a roll, but. What we went through a period of time where you know how it is you get out you get you know surgery you get you know three four surgeries yeah. in your career whatever it is so we had this deal with the team doctor, um, Doc Cowan and and it was like um, all right which one of us can hold out longest when you count backwards <laughs> when you go from one hundred to ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And it was like we, we were always like we we would bet on lunches on it, you know, <laughs> whoever went through yeah. it, you know, who could hold the longest. And it was always up to the doc. Was, you got to tell the truth, doc. You got to swear to tell the truth. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know what's funny? You never remember the number that you finished. That's why you have to ask the doc. <laughs> yes. Because as you start doing it, then it's then it's curtain call. And you're like. <laughs> I mean, I know I made it to something in the 90s. I don't know what. It was, probably was 99. You're uh, trying to fight your way. to go, you know, I mean, yeah, oh, it's yeah, too no, funny. They, they, have, they, have the, they have that geared up towards your weight. So <laughs> they know exactly how much you need to knock you out. But, uh, Absolutely. But, but I digress. No, but I, I think you're right. I, I mean, you, when you look at what Najee, you, you know, always the question is going to be what can his workload handle? I mean, you remember when Le'Veon was here, right? Right. We're trying to argue what his workload could be. But I think it, it's, it's, up, it's up to the player and how the player feels and how they're reacting to the performance. Because let's face it, now we're seeing Najee, you know, was week one, he played, what, 98% of the snaps, all but yes. like two you know, but now he's starting to get those blows, right? He knows when to tap out after he has a couple of either consecutive runs or a big run. Boom, get me out there. Let me get a couple of let me get a couple of plays off. You know, we saw a lot more Anthony McFarland in this game. A lot you know, we even saw saw um some what was it, not Benny Snell, but Kalen Balaj came in there. So we see guys coming in there and doing different roles. And I think that's the other thing. He's now getting more comfortable. I think the offense is getting more comfortable to where he can take that break. And that you can see some positive yardage. I think they really liked Anthony McFarlane. I think he was actually going to be the number two back at the beginning of the season if he doesn't go on IR. Right, uh, of course. So, and I think you IR is got, always one of those things that keeps you from going and <laughs> fulfilling see, whatever yeah. role. <laughs> yeah, kind of can't do anything because you're injured and, and you're, you're on the, the IR. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think had that not happened, he probably was going to be our number two back. True. And yeah, and I think and I think Kalen Balaj was going to probably be the third down back, and then Benny Snell was going to be your utility kind of special teams guy. Um, well, then you know what? Let's launch into it right now because um, we're we're getting to that point, and yet yes, it's great that Najee is the uh, player of the month. But you know, there's a lot of people that are there right now. I'm reading some of the headlines, and they're talking about again the Derrick Henry Henry thing, and now Najee is on pace for 400. And and it's simply, does that have anyone worried? But, you know, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin says, run them until the wheels fall off. You know what? Um, that's why running back, running backs, number one, they don't have a long shelf life. The average yeah. running back. You know what I mean? And I, I look yeah. at it and go, you know, do you sit there and try to stretch your career out of over 10 years? Or will you want a magnificent five? You know, that's why you pay these guys so much money. Because they don't have a long shelf life. Yeah, and, and they still make they still make the Hall of Fame. Like yeah, Terrell how about Davis. that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh my gosh, if his body of work is not long enough, he will not be eligible for all of these accolades afterwards. No, 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 not true. 
not true. I think I think for other positions, yes. Like you won't see an offensive lineman go that had a five year career. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, th- that's where length of time matters. You know, some defensive lineman. Length of time matters. Yes. Linebacker, you can argue. Um, but, yeah, DB, yes, longer careers because you're not having the collisions and impacts. I think impact equals what your length of career could be. And when you're a running back, and you, like you said, you touch the ball four or 500 times a game, yeah, career's going to be shorter. Four or 500 a season, a not a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> yes, season for those that might have been confused. Just for um, the sake of journalistic integrity. You know, that's what we're about. Always. We're just going to call it J.I. <laughs> you know, for the sake of J.I. Um, because to say that, there's too many syllables. No, just that's right. right. It's syllables. It's syllables. But, um, you put but the I wrong think, emphasis think, on the wrong syllable. <laughs> oh, look at you. Yeah, that's Mike right, Myers. baby. All right. Yeah, there we go. Um, but I, I, I think I think that's kind of, you know, one of one of the key things that I think people kind of is a misnomer when it comes to that position. Oh, my gosh. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, who's now going to to what to fill to, the place of Derrick Henry? Henry. <laughs> that's exactly it. 18 years AP, in the league. Exactly. I'm like, AP, what are you made out of? Are you made out of like adamantium or something? I'm like, how are you Ooh. still going? Yeah, you know. Now but, wait a minute. What but, what Marvel character is made of? Oh, Wolverine, right? There we go. Oh, yeah, look I'm at on you. it. Look at you. You are on yeah. it today. That's two for two. Um, Absolutely. But, I, I, but I, I think that's kind of the misnomer. And like you said, some guys are built to handle those type of touches. Yes. And they can handle it. And Najee, right now, until proven otherwise, has that body makeup to be able to handle that thus far. Now. As we get through the season, as maybe the offense changes or we have other adversities that we face, maybe it changes a little bit. But at the same time, we know that when you get the ball in Najee's hands, good things happen. That's a good point. That is a really good point. And it's, they're increasingly happening also. And I might add, you know, one of the most significant plays happened because Najee happened to be in the backfield. That when you had Ben throwing the ro- the rock to f- the fryer move there for the touchdown, who picked up yeah. Miles Garrett right before he was ready to saccharate Ben? That would be Najee Harris. And you have that type of vision and that ability to stick uh, your shoulder and helmet into the grill of a man who is overwhelmingly bigger than you and who is you know intent on uh, getting to the quarterback and suddenly you're in his grill he's not going to be real happy with you so the fact is for Najee to make that great reaction to coming off the edge and and you know he was sitting inside the pocket and he goes out to the edge to be able to help uh, Dan Moore I thought that was tremendous that's another growth process that you see from this young man that'll never show up in the stats but it certainly shows up in the W column because the Steelers don't win if Fryer Muth don't make that catch the Steelers don't win if, if Ben can't get that ball off to Fryer Muth right and it's because Najee helped out hey rookies helping rookies that's what it's all about <laughs> you got it all right we're gonna go to break Jacob, are we up? We're up for break. We're good. Okay, we'll be back with your phone calls. It's 412-919-1316. We got the ninjas. Max is in the house. We're all set to roll. We'll be back after this.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. The number, if you want to get in on, is 412-919-1316, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. When we left off, we were talking Najee Harris and the fact that he is the NFL's uh, offensive rookie offensive player of the month. Pretty cool stuff. I like that. Um, you know, he's yeah. really been showing his ability to handle a workload. And one of the things that I think happens with great running backs is, look, they get better with the number of touches. They don't get better with minimal touches. It's not like you're going to – it's like we were talking about off the air there, Max. You know, you don't want to go, uh, all right, he gets uh, 10 touches a game and we're going to try to lengthen his career out to 10 years or something like that. You can't plan for that. you got to run this guy. This guy gets better the more workload he gets. I know that there is a mitigating circumstance. You talk to him week in, week out, how you feeling, how's the body, that sort of thing. Uh, and – there's always those those injury bullets that are out there that you can't avoid. I mean, it's going to happen regardless if you're in the shower or if you're crossing the street or if you're on a football field. But for me, in my mind, the great ones, they get better with the number of touches. Well, and I think that that's also goes with the, the level of experience as well because the younger you are, the more experience you need quickly. And for a running back, that means touches. That means physical on-the-job training uh, to gain the vision, the patience, and, of course, the abilities. Like, yes, you come in with a certain skill set that gets you in the league, but that skill set gets honed and crafted while you play. The great ones don't come out and say, oh, my God, he's great immediately. Like, you have to build into that. You have to actually have the reps. You have to actually see – if this backer overplays the gap or if he's a guy that's patient and waits and mirrors you or he's a one that's just going to run around and use speed to make up for everything he can't do. You, have, you play that cat and mouse chess type game with the defense and you have to see it in game to understand how to play against it, right? Some games you might be quicker to hit the hole because the guy's not fast enough. Or sometimes you might be slower and you could, and, and you know, slower to play it and you got to wait and make patience. That's what you're learning. You're building a Rolodex for your opponents, just like an offensive lineman. An offensive lineman has to play against guys to know how that guy plays. Right. So the same thing is in hand. So I completely agree. And think about this, Max, and it just shows just how wise you are. I mean, you're rolling some stuff out there that I didn't think of, which, well, that should be no big woo because it's not surprising <laughs> based based on the number of uh, concussions I've had versus you because you're still recovering. I'm, you know, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's it. All right, but here's the thing about it, all right? Um, running backs, they get better with more carries but more reps, and here's the thing about it. How do you teach – a running back how to move. You don't learn it in practice. In practice, you learn the staples, taking a handoff, looking at the blocking schemes, knowing that sort of stuff. But the reaction, the spins, the the stiff arms, the the things that, that make you great, they are they're there and they gotta come out at high speed, you know, totally going after it. You can't 
And you can't mimic it in practice. You can only know where the blocks are occurring and that sort of thing. But the special stuff that he does, like airmailing himself in from the four-yard line, you're not going to do that in practice. And it doesn't trigger in your mind to do that. That's something you innately you're going to bring to the surface. That's who you are. you know. And one of the things about it is when you have all these reps, more and more you're defining who you are as a player by those reps, and, and I think it just increases through a, uh, throughout a period of years. Look, Franco Harris, the great Hall of Famer, okay, his most productive years were in his fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth years. And even then, back in the when he had 14 games, he was handling – he was having, had, touching the ball over 300 times between rushing and, and receiving. I mean, they need reps to get great, and I think that uh, this is just part of the process of Najee learning how to be great. HSDM Wolf. Uh oh. Let's see. Uh, acronym time. Okay. I, I'm, oh, okay. It's acronym. I was not spelling. I was only third in my sixth grade spelling bee. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Well, it's either third worry, in my six one. or six in my third. I'm never quite sure. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hey, hey, l- listen. At this point, it's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you want it to be, Wolf. <laughs> How true that is. How true. Oh, hey, my goodness. It sounds better the older you are and the higher the number. So sixth grade, third place is fine. Yeah, that, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. But uh, but I th- high-speed decision-making. Yes. HSDM. Because, and that applies for all players. Because you have to play to understand how to make that decision in the moment. And the more that you do the HSDM, Yep. Guess what? The slower the game gets. True. Which which is a crazy thing to say to to the lay person, right? But just follow me here. When you're used to making decisions in a split second, the easier it becomes, the more that you do it. So therefore, the game when we talk about slows down, the older that you get in the game, that's because you've done all this HSDM. You've done all this high-speed decision making that it feels like it's it's slower and slower because you've done it so much. It becomes repetition. It becomes second nature. And that's what we're talking about with Najee. The more he touches the ball, the more he gets into situations that he can refer back to, the easier that decision is. You don't think as much. You don't have five different things in your mind when a guy shows up in the A-gap. Right. Right. It now goes to two things. It goes down to one thing because you've done it. You've already repped this almost like we talk about mental reps. Well, these are the physical reps that you can mentally draw back on. True. Absolutely. So 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 the HSDM becomes a lot slower and it becomes a lot more frequent. And that's what you're trying to build. That's why, you know, rookies. And, and I keep harping on four rookies starting because that's four guys that are all having to do this HSDM by themselves. Whereas you look at Ben, Ben has seen it all. He has seen everything you can throw. There's right. nothing new. There's nothing you can uncover and unearth to be able to surprise him. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing. And that's where that's why Ben's HSDM, he can sit down and he can sit there. He's like, I know what it is. I can move somebody with my feet because I know what he's doing. I see it pre-snap. I see it as it happens during 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 my drop back. I see it happens as I scan, and I know where I need to go with the ball immediately. So 
that's what we're talking about, and that and that that's really what 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 we're getting to about Najee is that his HSDM has to be built. He has to build that that repository that he can now draw back on, just like the other three rookies that are on that field. But it's way more important for running backs because it has to be handled in a physical manner. You have to physically go through those reps as a running back and as a ball carrier and allow yourself to be in those positions as well as well as a guy who can receive the ball as well. He can receive it, but he's, his primary purpose is called running back. He's not right. called slot back. He's not called you know something back, offensive weapon. Like his title is RB, which means <laughs> running back. I must run the ball, there you rushing, go. carrying. That's what they so, do. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone. We got uh, we got sarcastic, good grief, sarcastic sword from parts unknown. So good to have sword checking in the locker room. Sword, how you doing, brother? Hello, sword. You're in parts unknown. I know you're hiding out from us. Do we have I'm sword? Ah, oh, there in, you are. I'm here, buddy. Thanks, thanks for letting me in the door, guys. Uh, on the subject of Najee. You know, I'm glad I didn't get through to you before the Cleveland game because I real I hesitated to mention it, and I'm glad I didn't because I didn't get through. But for three or five quarters, Najee, uh, he looked hesitant to me, not only when he'd catch the ball out in the flat and turn upfield, but when he'd come near contact, if, if and when he got through the line. There was a hesitation that I hadn't seen in the preseason when he, he basically ran with, with reckless abandon in his college films. But that Cleveland game, there was a dramatic difference, just like you're talking about, in the way that that man approached every time, uh, every play that he had the ball. He, he ran much faster, much forward, and, and like you say, exactly what you're talking about. He's becoming familiar uh, with the atmosphere of the NFL and, and, and pro football. And, and it looked to me like he turned a corner in that Cleveland game. And it might have to, had something to do with the number of carries that he got as well. So all the things you're talking about really came to fruition in, in that Cleveland game. We can say that hopefully if it, if it continues or his style continues forward. That, to me, that was the turning point, that Cleveland game. And, and speaking of it, uh, the most exciting game I've seen emotionally for 40 years. I mean, I've been watching and listening to these guys since the late 50s. And that game with losing the kicker, uh, the fourth and goal, uh, just the drama of it, uh, you know, as entertainment was, was exciting to watch. And, and I, 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 I can't get, tell you enough how, how exciting that game was. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, when Ben, uh, uh, the Canada offense, I'll tell you, some of them fakes and rollouts by Ben, there wasn't anyone with it within 10 yards of the guy. So he's got to be liking what's happening with the ability and the movement uh, he's being allowed to, to use, even at his age. And, and, and I'll tell you this, the, the, the play that surprised me more than anything, guys, and it was a play that didn't matter, was that, uh, was that two-point uh, two conversion that Ben kept the ball. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I didn't get to see it twice because it was a penalty and they never replayed it. But uh, I don't know if it wasn't a draw, I don't think. And I don't remember if he faked. It I was a shotgun. Just from the shotgun, he sat for a moment and then he ran. Yeah. Yeah, 
there, there you go. Right up the middle. When, when have you seen that in the last five, eight years where he kept the ball, uh, a planned play like that with him going up the middle? That, 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 that raised an eyebrow. I'll tell you, it, it, was, it, it was exciting to see that. And, and it's just another uh, variable thrown in for defenses to worry about. Not that they're going to worry about Ben as a runner, but just the Canada offense is starting to gel. And the key to all of this, guys, is you have a, you have a team that's young, inexperienced to this point, and yet, as they go forward and learn to play with each other and gain experience, are winning games in that process. There's a lot of teams that go through a number of losses, and you can shrug it off as they're young, they're getting used to each other, they're learning, they're getting better. These guys are doing all that and putting a W at the end of the day. And, and that's what's crucial to, to, to pile up these victories and as you get better to, to approach the season. I, I, I felt uh, the same way uh, uh, Sunday night as I did after the Buffalo game. This could be a, a very good team. Uh, and as they get to experience each other and play together, I, you know, I'm not looking for Super Bowls yet, but they're in the mix, and, and that's an exciting place to be uh, this time of year, guys. And what do you say every hey, year, Sword? Turn the page, right? What's the next chapter? Uh, this is the, yeah, this is the mystery, a 17-chapter mystery. <laughs> uh, we're turning the page on the next chapter, and you don't have any idea what's coming. And Boswell's incident is a good example of what I'm talking about. And, and, and the and, I'll leave you with this. I, you know, I got a lot of friends who are into fantasy football, the betting, the line. If you just watch the game for the game and, and even watching the Jets game, I mean, what, what, that is NFL football. When you got a team with the record they have and what they did against the Bengals and watching the end of that game and the excitement, that, that there is NFL football. And you guys know you line up against the guy across from you, no matter what his jersey is or how many wins and losses he has. That guy's not going to beat me, or I'm going to beat him, and that's what it comes down to. And it uh, makes it a 22 guys out there with that mindset. Uh, it's it's great entertainment, and I think the greatest game in, in sports. Enough for me. Let me take a breath. And as my dad always said, "Are you still here?" <laughs> you still- oh, sword. That's why we yeah. love you. Thank you so much for checking in the locker room. Make sure you keep calling back. Is wisdom like that is. Few and far between, especially when your dad looks at you and says, are you still here? <laughs> but that's not like it. All right, let's go to break. We'll be back with more of your phone calls. 412-919-1316. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, it's so funny. In between segments, we get in these deep discussions, and then all of a sudden the ninjas are waving frantically from the control room saying, you guys are on, you go, 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 go. You know, like, ah, well, well, well what, what are we talking about? I forgot. So anyhow, welcome back. It's uh, the number is 412-919-1316. And we are moving on to the phones again because we got Mr. Wilson in Connecticut. And Mr. Wilson, you're in the locker room, my friend. I am in the locker room. I can't believe it. How you doing? What's up? What's going? 
I'm great, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing we're, good. Doing we're good. doing great. Yep. Listen, listen I'm over here waiting. Uh, first time, first time caller, long time listener. I'm a Steelers fan since I'd probably say I'm 49 years old. I had the the, the, the footy pajamas back in the late 70s. I saw Wolf and Tunch play. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm – I'm, you know, I've been to Pittsburgh. I, I'm, I'm in Connecticut right here. I'm out here delivering mail. I listen to you guys every day. You guys got the best show on radio, and, and well, thank finally you. in the locker room. I, I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, but, uh, wait, you wait, know, I got to say one I, thing. This is great. I've never heard anyone describe their their listening era by footy pajamas. By I, I listened, I, oh. I I saw you guys play in footy pajamas. I mean, I now now I really feel old. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Like like fine like fine wine, Wolfie. Like fine wine. <laughs> no, listen, I I I I uh, I'm listening to this, to you uh, waiting, you know, to, to get on, and, and they're talking about these these uh, skin fries from from uh, from uh, uh, Wendy's, and I'm getting hungry out here. I just had, you know, I'm trying, I'm, not, I'm trying, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm eating oatmeal. I got oatmeal and berries and all this other stuff. And they got these skin fries. Yeah, you know where I'm going for lunch now. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> if I was close enough, I'd meet you there, brother. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's right around the corner. Some 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 the uh, some potato skin fries and some uh, barbecue sauce to dip them. Ooh. That's, that's the only way. Yes. But listen, listen, I'm I'm loving this team right now. They. You guys still there? Yeah, we're still here, brother. Yeah, we're still here. I'm I'm loving this team right now, and and you know I'm I'm not a Tom Brady fan by any means, but this this team is starting to remind me of last year's Tampa Bay team. You oh, know, young I like team, that. new. It's almost like you know it's a new team for Ben. You know, he, he's he's a grizzled veteran and everything, but we got all these young guys, and it's slowly building. And and I mean I. I'm, I'm telling all these these naysayers at work. I'm up in Connecticut, so you know I'm in Patriot country. Right, gotcha. You know? Oh yeah. And I'm t- I'm telling I'm telling all these naysayers that you know just it, it's a marathon. It is not the sprint. You know, and we're four and three now. We got a Monday night game against Chicago. Reminding me of the game where Bettis runs over Erlacher. Right. You remember that game, Max? Oh yeah, and, and, I, and I was there. I, I, I just, I, <laughs> I was there too. I just, I just feel, I, I feel good about the team, guy. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Well, I, I, I think we feel good too. I think you know it, it was going to be growing pains, right? We knew new coordinator, new players playing um, that that were previously in college, and a new assemblage of humans, right? forged together yeah. by a common purpose. It takes time to get there. And that's why I always said it was going to be six weeks before we really started to see what this team can do. Like, you had to have a gelling process. You have a brand-new offensive line. Right. And even newer uh-huh. than we had that previously constructed in the offseason. It was newer than that because you, you, you didn't have Zach Banner. Right? Chooks was supposed to be left. He's now the right. Dan Moore is your left who was in college last year, you have a brand-new center, and you're getting guys with more experience playing the guards, and you bring in Trey Turner. Like, that was already a huge enough kill to climb. And if you don't believe me, go ask Kansas City right. how hard that is. Because they got all the other pieces in place, and, and they got a brand-new offensive line. You see where they're at. 
So I think oh. that's what we kind of had to deal with. And then we had other things going on across on the defensive side of the ball because you still don't have a step to it. You lose a Tyson Alawalu, and you don't have any depth at the, at the outside backer position, you know, as the season started. So you go, you get Mel Ingram. Now you've traded Mel Ingram. Um, looking for that third corner, that auxiliary support slot guy. Is it Cam Sutton having to move over? Well, now Cam Sutton doesn't have to move, right? Because we've developed Trey Norwood. We've developed Arthur Millette in, the, in those situations. You know, we have a James Pierre. We ha- we're now seeing the depth of this team. So everything is starting to kind of mold together. Whereas we had a bunch of pieces at first, now it's starting to mold into something that we can see. And I think that, that's the incredible thing that we get to watch and unfold. And it's working in the positive side of it. Very true. You know, we knew we had great pieces. Would they all mesh together? And we're seeing that, you know what? These pieces are starting to mesh together. So it, it is a great thing to watch as a Steeler fan to realize you're not as deep into the rebuild as other organizations when you have all of these other factors involved. Oh, it's like a, it's like a, a good chili. It, it takes time. You got to put it together a little bit. You get a little bell peppers, little onions, little garlic, some, some chopped meat, and you just let that thing simmer. And don't forget and the you, cornbread. You, there you look, go, you baby. Wendy, and, and you just explained Wendy's chili right there. That was Wendy's <laughs> chili adding the bell peppers in there. Hey, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got to roll on. We got some more people we got to get in the locker room. But thank you, Mr. Wilson. Please call back. We appreciate you please, here in the locker please room. Please do. That was a good conversation. I know. He makes me hungry. Doggone it all. All right. I know. Have all right. Great day, guys. Take care, brother. Thanks. All right. Let's move on to Cleveland. We got Ed in Cleveland. Ed, you're in the locker room. Hello, Ed. Good morning. There you are. Good, mo- good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, I'm here. I don't know good morning. Was over your line. Even- good morning. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with your line, but something. There was like a dial tone in the last one. That's why he said hello. I was like, did I lose you too for a second? I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but anyway. Here's uh, the thing, Ed. You got to know one thing about me. Whenever there's buttons around that glow, I like to yeah. push them, you know. And the problem is, you know, Jacob and Garrett, they're sitting in there and they'll be like throwing things at me. Don't push buttons. Leave the buttons alone. <laughs> I see why. I see why. Uh, uh, Wolf, you remind myself of you remind me of myself a lot. To be honest with you, and I'm the ball headed guy with the goatee too. So, I, I feel for uh, you, bro. A lot, of, <laughs> lot, lot of similarities there, you know. So, anyways, the reason the reason why I'm calling, guys, is uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I feel for me too, Wolf. Uh, <laughs> that a boy. The reason. The reason why I'm calling is uh, the first thing is I, I really liked about the the Cleveland game was. It seemed to me I didn't see the all twenty-two yet, and I do want to see that. But uh, Ben was he under center almost every single first down, or was that just something I was I was miss seeing? I thought I seen him every first down. He went under center, and that's what I like to see. That's what develops the play action. That's what gets our guys in motion. Is is Ben under center? You can't run play action from the shotgun. I hate to say it; it doesn't work well. It's just know? not. Yeah, I not, I'm not in favor of that myself. If you've it's been, not, it's not. Yeah. It's not play action from shotgun. Yeah, it's just delayed. That's, it's that's just delayed action. Being under center, and that's what, I think that's what helps run the run that ball that two two point conversion. You know that what Sword was talking about, and I love to hear a little bit more of him. That was my next thing I want to say. That guy I think is your best caller that calls your show. I hope he calls more often. I think he just likes to save himself a call every couple of weeks or so because he warms up and lets everybody, you know, I don't know. He's, he's just a great call. You're talking about Sword. Yeah. 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 He's great. I love, his, I 
love his wisdom. And I think he was one of the guys who got me calling the show years ago. But, yeah, I love listening to him. And then the third thing I got is Odell Beckham. I want to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham and what's going on in Cleveland right now. It reminds me of a couple of years ago, the team there in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Boy, does this do, do, am I seeing like twins, like 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 uh, deja vu or something like that? That's what I'm seeing here, and it, it, it's not looking good. This Cleveland team is oh now uh, Odell Beckham stinks and he isn't any good and all that blah blah blah. You know, I just like to see that the turmoil is somewhere else. And uh, the way our coach handled uh, Tuesday's trade deadline as we're not taking, we don't want hostages, we want volunteers. And that was the greatest way to handle our situation. And I love that people don't understand that about Coach T, is that's what he does for us. You know, he doesn't, you want to be here or you don't. You're with us or against us. That's the way he looks at it. And the other thing that I had, guys, is the one thing is that what scares me about this game coming up, I don't know if you guys remember, Bo, in 2017, we played the Chicago Bears, and that is the uh, Ali uh, Villanueva came out when they were kneeling, when all that kneeling stuff was going on. And right. he came out, we lost that game. We lost that game. I hope we, the week before that, we beat Minnesota 26 to 9, and that was a big win for the Steelers. And then we came back and we laid an egg against Chicago, and I just hope that doesn't happen again. And that's that's all I really got, guys. And I, I, I think I hope they're up for this game because Chicago's no – everybody thinks they're garbage, but there are no garbage teams in the NFL. There you go, Ed. That's all. You're yeah, right. That's, that's, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, and good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks, Max. If I didn't – All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> Jacob, Thanks, do we Ed. still have time to get in DJ from Washington? We got one more? Okay, let's get DJ in from Washington because we got the coach, Tom Bradley, coming up at the top of the hour. So let's go out to uh, DJ in Washington. You're in the locker room, my friend. Hey, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Max. How you guys doing? Fabulous. Right. Good. So uh, I'm actually going to be coming to Pittsburgh here uh, tomorrow for, for the Bears game for the first time for my 30th birthday. All right. And, uh, yeah, uh, so I, I actually called for uh, one reason, one reason only. I need to ask the great Craig Wolfley the best places to eat in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, th- it would not be right if you didn't get yourself a Primani sandwich. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, there's a lot oh. of great eateries. If you want to go to the south side, you go to Chupka's, and they got some great hunky food down there. You know, that's another place to eat. And if you're, uh, you know, um, what's your favorite place, Max? Because I know also Ma- Max is like I am. He he is a kind of he's a foodie. Yeah, no, I mean I have to say it, it, you got to make it to the strip, right? You know, there's Permantis right there right? on one of the side streets. But if you if you decide you want a hoagie style sandwich, uh, then right. you venture to Peppy's. Oh, Peppy's, Peppy's is probably my favorite um, old town sandwich shop. Old time sandwich shop. Uh, Peppy's might be my Good favorite. Point. Um, Get you yourself know, the Roethlis burger. That's a good one. Yeah, the sausage okay. burger mix. I am a, personally a cheese ultra Starks, but they call it the cheese <laughs> ultra steak now. It used to be a cheese ultra Starks back in the day. Um, it's double meat, double cheese. Uh, you know, a fish sandwich from Woolies is always. Oh, a great that's one a that's well. a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, but the cuisine there. I mean, you can go get pierogies, right? You know, I think that's another thing you got you got to try. Um, if you're in pit, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so many great restaurants. I mean, I got to give you one more yeah. Caliente's. Okay. There's about mm, four okay. or five, uh, different locations, depending on where you're at. 
But I'll tell you what, if you go with the Luca Brazzi pizza or the uh, Joe Pesci or the other one was, um, what was it, the Porky's Revenge. Oh, yeah, baby. There's some excellent, there and, the, and the wings are very, are great there too. So that's just that would be mine off the top of my very flathead type of idea about who you got it. But you could also go to Squirrel Hill and get Minio, Minio's Pizza well, House. That's well. another one they're too. Pe- their pepperoni pizza is yeah. another one. But yeah, no, we we got we. I mean, there's there's a lot of cuisine in Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, we just hit on a couple, but there's so many great little nooks. If you go in different parts of time, you go into Bloomfield, you're gonna get great Italian. I oh mean, yeah, there, there's so much good Italian around there. Um, but yeah, you got to at least a couple of our list is good, but also exploring on your own and just happen to, happening to walk into a place is also a great, a great feeling as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Anything Prantle else? Bakery, DJ? Oakmont bakery. If you want, if you want baked oh, goods. Yeah. Where I'm was sorry, that? Wait yeah. a minute. What was that? Prantles, Prantles bakery. There, that's Squirrel Hill as well. Oh yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's a good one. You Oakmont get the gobs. I think cookies. they got gobs there, don't they? You know what yeah, it is? Like, lo- yeah. Oh, those uh, are dynamite. Yeah. Anything Perfect. else, brother? No, that was it. Hope to see you guys on uh, Monday. Sounds good. There I hope go. that Sounds your good. eating foray into Pittsburgh is bountiful and wonderful and calorie resplendent. How's that? There we go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thanks for calling, DJ. We appreciate you, brother. All right. We got coming up at the top of the hour, we have uh, the coach, Tom Bradley. We're going to talk to him and get his views about uh, all things defensive and offensive going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got uh, Chicago coming in, the Chi-Town Bears. Uh, we got Justin Fields. Max is stretching like crazy. It's You're yeah. going right out of the out of the camera range, brother. You're just too big. I, I know. I know. I, I, I'm leveling up. All right. We're going <laughs> to. You're leveling up. Okay, we're going to break. We'll be back with more at the top of the hour. Right, like I said, it's Coach Tom Bradley. Be right back after this.